0: Up their time. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Seltzer Time Podcast. It's your boy, Ricky, a.k.a. Dick Chook, uh, a.k.a. the man behind the can of Seltzer <laughs> Time official. Here is always in the conversation accomplice, the man with the hunch about Worcester, Trev
1: what is cracking fizzle fiends welcome back to another episode of the seltzer time podcast and per usual we are stoked that you're here this week on the show it is true we are talking to joey and johanna of purgatory roasters an awesome coffee shop down in middletown connecticut but before we get there y'all know what we have to do hey ricky how was your week
0: What up? Uh, My week was great, man. Um, Super, super busy. A lot of things going on. The weather has been very, very nice, which definitely helps, you know, boost the mood. Um, It's funny
1: how a little bit of sun can cure that seasonal depression in an instant.
0: Yeah, it's just the greatest. Like I was outside almost all day yesterday, which was fantastic. Um, Excuse me excuse me there it is that's why i don't like to try birds. so hard not to drink seltzer on this podcast but when you open it it's right there i don't have a water around me so whatever it's called um,
1: seltzer time that's just what we do
0: exactly you got to stay on brand uh yeah no i've just i've been great man i've been been really good just you know chilling trying to be outside as much as possible i got a lot of outdoor activities to do after we wrap this up today and yeah um Trying to think of like what else is going on. I mean, the Bruins have COVID, so they've been played for a couple of days. It's only a matter of time. The Patriots went crazy wild in free agency starting last mon- Monday, I think it started. Um, so that's cool. They built like a whole new team. Football's still my least favorite sport, but I'm excited about it. Baseball's coming up. I'm pretty stoked about that. Oh, dude, I had so I got Root and Press last week. I sometimes I forget how much I love Root and Press. Like I think we got it, I think technically we actually got it twice last week, but it was so good. Um but last Thursday night, I think, so I had posted something, I forget what it was, but Marcus told me that the Buffalo or the barbecue chicken pizza from Ciao is like the, the best barbecue chicken pizza in the city. Like the best Buffalo chicken pizza is the Boynton, duh, the best barbecue chicken pizza. Is Chow Bella. So I was at work, my text went to Naomi. I'm like, oh, what should we do for dinner tonight? We were gonna make this ramen thing, but we pushed that off to Friday. She was like, Oh, let's just, let's just get something out. So I got, we were like, oh, we'll get Chow Bella. It's like down the street. So I picked it up. I was like, I have to get this pizza. And I wasn't going to because I just had pizza like earlier the week before or something. But I kept thinking about what Marcus said. And Marcus is like there's There's very few people that I will blindly follow for food recommendations. Marcus is one of them because he's never wrong. Like literally ever, never wrong. It's it's the man has good taste. He just does. It's so impressive. And so I got this pizza, got home, and I crushed it, and it was one hundred percent the best best barbecue pizza barbecue chicken pizza I've ever had but also probably my favorite thing from Child Bella i've ever had and i really enjoy everything i've ever had from that. so that was that was like maybe the highlight culinary wise of can you use culinary if it's like if you just picked up takeout is that, yeah, like that no thing? it's
1: because somebody else created it. its cuisine culinary, oh, okay cuisine. So- same i think it's the same thing
0: All right. Yeah, I'm into that. So, yeah, it was my best uh, culinary experience of the last week. (laughs) It was was barbecue chicken pizza. It was so good. That's awesome. How are you? How was your week? (laughs) Dude, it was great. I could talk about this fucking pizza for like three hours.
1: I was trying to think of what my best culinary experience was. It was probably uh, this burger I had this weekend from a place called The Squealing Pig um that sounds great out in p-town but before i get there uh roast stream we had a roast of worcester stream on saint oh, patty's day dude. that was fucking awesome like that Looney was so funny crushed it jenny pasillo was hilarious doug arbiter was super funny Che anderson was very funny he, he yeah. came prepared jimmy cash of course who we're going to talk to next week um he just dominated he's just it's so freaking
0: funny. Everybody, all those guys were so goddamn funny. And it was so good. We were Naomi and I were watching it. And like, I was like, oh, we're gonna watch this, the the rose. she's like, all right, cool. That actually might was that Thursday night? Oh no, that was Wednesday.
1: Wednesday night, whatever St. Patty's Day was. So,
0: yeah. So we like made dinner and like sat down to watch it. And we the two of us were cool, like cackle laughing at some points. It was so so good. They came out
1: guns blazing. And like, I was a part of some of like the early writing sessions, just hearing where they wanted to go with some of their jokes. And just to see like where they started to where they were, you know, Doug is basically known for his Twitter account, che yeah. is Che, and Jenny is, you know, Twitter account, but she still has, she brings the thunder when she's hanging out and funny, but to like actually structure it as a roast, all three did fantastic.
0: So yeah, that was, they, they killed it.
1: And then, uh, loved that Sean, we, so we came up with uh, a way for Worcester to respond and Worcester was a keynote ticket in a dead bar.
0: I, so like I, he, when you like dropped a little nugget that like Worcester was going to respond, I was like, what's this going to be? Like, did he get the mayor? Like how, like what's, I honestly expected it to be like. Joe Petty or city manager. I really was waiting for like them to pop up on the screen. And when it was ever, a, you know, ticket to Dead Bar, and it was the dive. And I was like, this is so funny for so many reasons. Like, it was. it couldn't have picked a better, a better way for Worcester to respond.
1: It was incredible. It was more of just a happy happen, like a nice happenstance.
0: But, shout out Dead uh, Bar.
1: Shout out Bar. But the best
0: part of it though, sorry, on like please, a personal level, please, is working at the dive and having like that type of person come in, like, Oh, you guys got kino in here because we had like a broken TV in the corner. I was gonna say, there
1: was a kino sign. There at was, the dive? A, I thought there was like a kino sign at some point, or maybe there's like a sticker somewhere that's kind of half scratched off.
0: Was I don't there know. ever Keno there? I so I, I don't think so. I mean, there definitely wasn't while it was like the dive. Um, they're like the, the dive that we all know it as sure before that <laughs> there could have been, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't think so. That's true. But it, we, I got that question all the time. And it was always like, you know, like that salty dude, like, Oh yeah. Well, you, the, you got, you got Kino on that TV up there. Like, well, uh, no, we don't. It's playing muddy ducks. So I'm not, even if we did, I'm not changing it. So, yeah. So it was great. It was perfect. Did you see that?
1: Did you see that news? Oh, yeah, I'm so pumped.
0: I think that's this week, right? Doesn't that start this week? Yeah, yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be dope. Very exciting. Anything ducks related, I'm on board with. Um, and then you know, nothing makes me feel old as hell as seeing photos of most of the original ducks and they're all old as hell. Except, except Emilio. Emilio's looking damn good for his age. Yeah, of course he is. One of who one of the guys. Well, they all still look exactly right. His brother's like shooting him up with it. The one of the guys still looks like almost exactly the same, like Adam banks. He still looks the same. He's just like, you know, 45 or whatever. One of the dudes, I can't remember his name on the movie. Who's the kid that, um, his girlfriend was not Julie, the cat, but like, What's the other girl duck's name? The other girl. I can't. There's two. There was Julie the cat, who came in the second movie. But then in the first movie, there's. uh, I keep wanting to say Melissa, and I know that that's not true. But there was another, there was like yeah. a girl duck. She was great, but like her. I think they ended up dating in one of the movies but like her boyfriend, I guess. Um, somebody posted a thing. They like mentioned his name in it too. And they were like, yo, like kid grew up to be hot. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, cause they, I didn't recognize two of them. He was one of them. And I was like, Oh, cause he's the only one that doesn't look the same. Like every, every single person in this looks exactly like they did when they were, Eight or whatever, or twelve or whatever they were, except for this kid and this other dude, and I can't figure out. I couldn't figure out which one they were. Was it Connie? Connie was the girl, and then there was like a uh, there was another like a boy character that Connie and, and him ended up dating in one of the movies. I don't know if it's the second oh, or the oh, th- oh, like, maybe oh, the third oh, one. I understand now, but um, it's that kid. Okay, but even Connie still looks the same. Like she looks just like an adult version of Connie. It's amazing yeah, i was very
1: i was bummed that sean weiss wasn't invited back i know he has done a lot of effort to get clean get sober and uh step up his life you know what i'm talking about the guy the oh, yeah
0: was he not invited or was he or did he just like not be able to make it as i
1: understand it he was not invited um, okay but he is still on yeah. his road to recovery
0: yeah I hope, I,
1: that? I, I, I hope the show does well and i hope an opportunity for a guy like that who, you know, man, people have talked about childhood stars and like, yeah, between that heavyweights, all the stuff, he probably had a really rough life. Well, yeah. Cry for him. He has money, but uh, to have that kind of access to money and then to not know how to use it correctly and then to dip into shit like drugs, like you see some of those photos
0: of him and it's awful. You're like, who the hell is that? Yeah. I think it, I mean, not that I know anything about being a child star, but when you I think it's like harder for kids when they, you play such like this iconic role that no matter what you do, you're always going to be like, that's always going to be Goldberg. Like he, he can't. And I don't know if that like hurts you getting roles in other movies or, or what I have no idea. I'm not an actor. I have no interest in being an actor. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I'm also definitely too old to be a child star. It sucks, but I don't know. I feel like you you kind of see more of that type of path that kind of happens. I feel like not a lot of child stars on that level uh, go on to like chill out. <laughs> yeah, no, most. <laughs> Although of the rest of the ducks did pretty well. Like they seem to be fine. Like I don't know what they do, but yeah. Josh Jackson is the only one who kind of well, and keenan obviously keenan
1: more than anybody but that was the second one but like i'm thinking of the uh the woman that played matilda like she's a doctor now she went to college and became a doctor like she's that's cool crazy smart anyway that's awesome people go go with it the other thing that i had to talk about was we spent the weekend in p town uh provincetown massachusetts that's just out on the tip of the cape um and it was fucking awesome. Like, it was so awesome to spend time out there off-season because yeah. we got to, like, walk around without all the extra crowds. We got to – not all the restaurants and all the stuff were open, but yeah. we got to experience some of the places that were. We got to talk to some locals. Like, it was super, super cool. I got hit on, you know, so I went and picked up our food. Congrats! Yeah. You know what? I Dude, <laughs> it, it makes you feel good about yourself regardless. You might
0: the only <laughs> – You might be the only person I know that's been hit on in the last year.
1: (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like it was a positive interaction with another human being. That's awesome. So I have this big bag of food and I'm, and I'm bringing it back to the the place we're staying. And some guy looks at me and he's like, Oh, where are you heading with all that food? You eating all that by yourself? I'm like, nah, my wife and I are about to have dinner. He goes, ah, what a shame. And I'm like, ah, I came back, you know, with a little strut in my step, like, Hey Sarah, you'll never guess what happened. Yes. I'm hey, a happily yeah. married guy, but it is still, it
0: makes you feel nice. Oh yeah. It's the best. I, uh, I haven't been down to Provincetown in like forever. I don't probably like 15 or more years. Um, we used to go to the Cape all the time. When we were little kids. I like my, I had a lot of uncles and aunts and stuff that lived out there. And I remember just going to Provincetown one time, uh, super, super young. I just remember getting a lot of candy and that was kind of it. But Oh, there's like nothing. The candy
1: shops? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, yeah, I just remember like a lot of candy, but uh, which uh like, it's still my lifestyle. Um, It's funny being, when you're a little kid, you like, I mean, I don't know if you grew up going to the Cape. I used to go all the time. But you were like, like, this is the best place in the world. This is the best place in the world. Then as you get older, you're like, yo, fuck the Cape. It sucks. Everybody's annoying. There's too many people. Everything's way too expensive. Again, there's too many people. And then was that noise was weird as a uh as like an adult the cape's like only fun in the off season because you're like oh i can go and like walk around eat some food chill out like like you're saying not everything's open but it's just more of a like i don't know it's just a better it's a calm relaxing vibe
1: yeah i'm with you Although P Town is very much not like the rest of Cape to me, the rest of the Cape is mostly that very boring. Yeah. I can P-town's still, sick. Well, that's exactly it. I could still go to Provincetown in the middle of the summer because of all the culture. And like I I wanted to be able to walk into the galleries and I wanted to be able to we're just not there yet, which I get. Yeah. I fucking get. And you know, we'll get back there. But like it was fun playing pretend for a bit with Sarah and picturing a life out there. You know, maybe we can retire to the Cape and open up a store and sell niggas and who knows you know what i mean life's long and and i just i like the culture out there i like the vibe i like the people everybody's really chill so
0: that's how you know you get old you just use the words maybe we can retire to the cape fuck all right kid gets hit on one time he's like we're retiring here we are fucking buying that's amazing
1: did i just learn something about myself All right, well, while I contemplate these life lessons, uh, you guys enjoy this interview with Joey and Johanna. What's cracking, Fizzle Fiends? This week on the show, we are talking to Joey and Johanna, co-owners and co-founders of Purgatory Coffee Roasters in Middletown and Southington, Connecticut. Thanks for coming on the show, guys.
2: Thanks for having us.
1: So it's uh, it's a little different than our normal guests because you guys fall outside the Worcester spectrum, but Joey and Johanna and I have been friends for quite a while now. Um, Johanna and I, I feel like we we're talking about this right before the show. There are people in this life or in your individual lives that you feel destined to run into. Wow. And so Johanna for me is one of those people in high school. Her dad was my homeroom teacher. And so like freshman year <laughs> homeroom teacher, Mr. Romajali Jolly is uh, just sitting there at the front of the class, taking these phone calls. And I'm like, What the hell is this guy doing? He's always on his phone in the morning. He's talking about orders. He's talking to this guy and that guy. I genuinely thought he was like a drug dealer or something (laughs)
0: like.
1: Turns out he just ran a haunted house, which I also worked for for years. Um, And then that grew into college. And I met this kid, Matt, and it turns out that Matt also went to high school with Johanna and knew a lot of the same people. So it was just like, I was destined to become friends and it's been really freaking cool to watch your interests grow. And the two of you grow this business into a fantastic coffee offering that is now a destination to go check out. It's a long way to introduce how the hell we got here, but (laughs) how did you guys decide that you wanted to get into coffee and, and, do it differently than everybody else?
2: Well, I was in coffee for a long time already. Um, I'm going to drop the S word. I worked at Starbucks for like 10 years. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And actually it's a really great job. Um, You know, benefits wise and and pay wise. They're they're a good company to work for. Anyways. um, So I've always really loved coffee. Um, Joe and I... um, met in 2014 and uh, end oops, end of 13 and started uh started dating and on our first vacation together um we went to southern california a lot of places do brewery tours or vineyard tours we wanted to visit coffee shops coffee roasters um so we were getting into our own kind of unique brewing methods at home and we thought that would be a fun thing for us to do on our first vacation so Um, We visited a bunch of them. um, James Coffee in San Diego in particular being one of them because we are also fans of his band Angels and Airwaves. So uh, that was our first stop. And um, his space is unlike any other coffee shop we've ever been to. It's huge. Um, He has different vendors inside. It's just a totally different vibe. And. Something just happened. We just looked at each other and we just said, we need this. Our community needs this. Connecticut needs this. And we are the people that need to do this.
3: Yeah, it was partly like a thing that, yeah, we needed to do it. We we felt that, there, that we wanted it, something like that in Connecticut. So between that, you know, she had this like the Starbucks coffee brewing experience. I didn't have any formal Coffee experience. I had a lot of restaurant experience in the past. I had a lot of small businesses growing up, like, you know, doing landscaping, whatever. I always wanted to own my own business. Um, And then, yeah, then David Kennedy, I became a big, he was a big inspiration for all of this um, with James. And I just fell in love with the process and everything and doing it with her is even better. It's like, you know,
0: best of both worlds. So, (laughs) That's so rad. I uh, so David Kennedy was also in Boxcar Racer, which is mm-hmm. like easily my favorite like non Blink Blink project. Um, and yeah, I, I'd followed James forever. Like I loved like their photos, everything about them. Everybody I know that went loved their space, loved their coffee. And for some reason, I never got it. And then when the pandemic hit, I remember buying a bag of Armino from Crust like the day that things started to shut down and then when that bag and like when I was done with that bag I ordered a bag of James because I was like oh I'm at home I can order coffee from anywhere in the world which I can do anytime <laughs> it just like made more sense to do it when I couldn't easily go get coffee so yeah I, I got my first bag last year and I got like it's like I got a mug I got a glass like a pint glass those are like my two favorite Drinkware things my girlfriend thought i was crazy she's like wait what are you doing I'm like no i have to try this coffee so it's so cool that you guys like use that as inspiration so, oh, yeah, oh, he, yeah. has great, he
2: has a great yeah. brand um he, he made a really great business we we loved it so uh yeah we just uh came home and um we literally stopped everything we were doing and just focused <laughs> on this yeah
3: uh, we started like coming up with business ideas like business plans stuff like that and uh and then one night we were sitting on the couch and I slipped over and I was like, hey, I, uh, I just ordered roasters, roaster. So I guess we're doing this.
1: <laughs> you ordered the roaster before you knew how to use it?
3: Yeah. Well, he, he, was that before we've learned from Kenny?
2: Yeah, we, we kind of had some coaching from like a family friend of Joe's that really barely knew what he was doing. So a lot of it was yeah, like- uh, Joe's own. Uh, you know, research. (laughs) He
3: he, he taught me enough to to get myself in trouble. And uh, I kind of just took the reins from there and and did I still do a lot of constant reading and research and learning the best profiles for the coffee and everything. Um, And I still want to learn more. It's just the thing. I'm like a sponge. I just want to know as much as possible. I want the coffees to be, you know, as flavorful as possible, as unique as possible. Um, Yeah. And like, you know, back to the James thing, he does a lot of light roast. I think all his coffees are light roast. Um, yeah. And I, we tried doing that when we first opened, and people didn't quite get it out here.
2: Yeah, I, guess, I don't like, think really it's really hit the East Coast, Coast yet.
3: So yeah. uh, We we you know we recently released our dark roast blend and called it New England Blend because of that because it's, everyone just wants the dark roast. Yeah, <laughs> um, New
0: Englanders
1: love dark roast.
2: <laughs> we still That's do it. a lot of
1: light roast. I don't get it. Once once I understood that the lighter roast meant more caffeine literally just changed the whole game like yeah. or understanding that dark roast means burnt like it doesn't literally mean but you are cooking it longer
2: yep. yeah and i think um that's something we really hope to you know we have such a huge space in middletown the roasters here and once things start opening up and we are able to um we'd love to have kind of like tastings classes because um that's part of why i love this job when people come in and they have questions i i love talking to people about coffee um It's a lot of people um, think they know coffee, you know, but then once you get talking to them, you know, like you really blew their mind with what you just told them. And I love that. Um, And, you know, again, purgatory, we wanted this big space. We wanted a really chill comfortable environment because we love talking to people i'm such a talker i i I love talking to people so you know i'll i'll end up with a line out the door because i'm talking to someone for 20 minutes about (laughs) about this particular (laughs) coffee so um you know i'd love to when things open up have tastings and i love doing food pairings um and and do more of that stuff because um you know we have this uh this great space and i'd like to utilize it to uh you know Stand everyone about coffee.
1: It is a fantastic space in Middletown. If anybody listening to this hasn't gotten a chance to go down um, right there on main street, real easy to find. Um, cool building too. It's like an old factory oh, yeah. building or old mill building. It almost looks like. So how long did it take from purchasing the roaster to actually opening up the front
3: doors of Middletown? Eight months.
0: Eight months
3: I think it was, right? We yeah, wanted it March and then no. Yeah.
2: Eight months. Yeah. So oh, not too months. long. Six months. Either My way, six to eight off. months. <laughs> <been up> but <laughs>
3: before,
1: huh? So that's like uh, August, September of 14, 15? September
3: 15.
2: 15? Fifteenth will be three years. So yeah.
3: Yep. So yeah, six months that we we hit the ground running. I mean, hard. Like it was a stressful six months. I wrote the business plan in two hours, just sat on the couch and I had the laptop and I was just like, you know, going to town, I started off going back and forth with the chamber, which they were, they were, you know, a decent help, but their response time was, cr- I'm very impatient when it comes to stuff like that. Their response time was not up to par for me. So I was just like, I got to do this. And I, I knocked down two hours, sent it to them. They're like, this is perfect. You don't need me. And, uh, yeah. So we
2: just felt the instant connection with this business and this idea that, yeah, we literally dropped everything and just focused on on opening.
3: And it was seven weeks for the construction. That's crazy. Uh, We were both working full time. I was still doing like 50 hours a week and I would come. We both would come after work and till like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, just, you know, do whatever we could in that short amount of time. I mean, it was a lot of work. I can only start. imagine.
1: You guys have been open, only open for three years.
2: Yeah, it'll be three it'll years. Be three years area, yeah. September. It feels oh, I know. Like it feels it's so like much longer. Yeah. It
3: does, yeah. It feels like a lifetime.
1: <laughs> and then That's in awesome. that three years, you are able to find and open up a second location, too, which is
2: crazy. Yeah, I know. And that yeah. we um, signed the lease in May, so pretty October. much. Oh, I'm sorry. October. So, like, yeah. heights. Of COVID. Um, and they uh the building owners were so um understanding, which we really appreciated. They we didn't open until May. So um and they didn't uh you know make us pay for our, our space there before we opened because we literally had no customers, everything was closed. Um yeah, so when May rolled around, thank goodness for um, you know, technology. Everyone could order on the app and pick up in the cafe without actually setting foot inside the cafe. So we were keeping our staff safe and keeping customers safe. So we were still able to get our product out there and, you know, business could keep moving despite COVID. Um, but uh, yeah, the takeout system worked really, really wonderfully. <laughs>
3: yeah, the, the Southern Cafe, we, it's right on the, the this trail where like, especially spring summertime people frequent it often um so we didn't want to miss out on that we kept pulling in and we'd see tons of people yeah. on the trail we we're like we just have to do this you know we have to at least get the exposure whether people come or not at least people are going to be walking up and down we put signs out people can see that we're there um but yeah it's it's it's, beyond, it's gone beyond
0: our expectations already especially considering the pandemic
2: right
0: that's so crazy you guys have only been over for three years and you have two locations and like one of them you opened during you know, the craziest time that any of us have ever experienced. Yeah. That's badass.
1: <laughs> I think it shows a passion for the product. Like Joe mentioned, he's on a constant hunt to find the best roast and, and constantly improve. Like people that pour themselves into their business, the two of you really created this passion project and have poured your entire self into it. And it shows. And it's show, and you, like the customers are, are enjoying the experience and the product's fantastic. Like, I don't know, it's fun to experience people that really just give a shit about what they're doing.
2: Yeah, I think it it started a lot with um, wanting the space to be unique and the atmosphere we were looking for. I think that um, it's really unfortunate, um, but I, uh, the coffee industry in New England is pretty cold, um, un, uninviting, um, and we even felt that. So I have blue hair. We're both heavily tattooed. And sometimes we walk into places and it's like in a movie where the music stops and we just look at each other like, well, we, okay, we should probably not sit in here. We don't belong here. (laughs) So, uh, I, I hate that feeling. So, um, I, we, we wanted the exact opposite of that. So it started with that. Then, you know, Joe always puts 110% into everything he does. So he really is constantly working on his roasting and his profiles. Um, you know, we're also getting more involved with the distributors that we buy our green beans from and uh, the relationships that those distributors and even ourselves now have with the farms that the uh, beans are coming from. And, uh, you know, we'd love to um, take a trip even to uh, Colombia. Can tell them about Colombia?
3: Yeah, so we get, we bought this, this, this woman, uh, Colombia Portilla. Her name, uh, farm is Los Pinos, and we built this relationship through this guy who, I guess, it's like an intermediary where he helps these farmers get, you know, their beans sold um, instead of going through like a big company. He's just this, this one guy. I think it's like him and his wife, um, and they they come they go around to roasters and try to like build that relationship with farms for the roaster, and. We found this one coffee that we just love. It's, it's our staple, it's in our shopland. Um, we sell it as a single origin. And um, so it's a micro lot. She only has her her like full harvest when, when the beans are ready or the coffee is ready. It is I think it works out to be like 20 bags. So it's 20 bags of 100 it's 150 pounds. Um, we ended up buying her entire harvest. Like we did like a contract where, you know, we're the only ones that have her coffee because we liked it that much. And it's just, it's such a good, it just tastes so good that we didn't want it. And What happened was in the past, we kept having to switch it up. Once once her lot ran out, I had to find a different coffee that was like as close as possible to that. And I didn't, I don't, especially like the blends, I try to keep those as similar year round as possible. But I, I understand it because we buy micro lots, um, you know, quality of the coffee coming from the farms is, is higher because you know, anything in smaller amounts, quality control is much easier. Um, so, yeah, they offer this program where you can go down and they'll, you know, for a set amount of money, they'll put you up in like a hotel, you just pay airfare, um, and then they'll give you tours of the farms and you get to meet the farmers and like see the whole process. And so that's something that we're both interested in, um, not just Columbia, just, you know, it'd be rad to go to all the, all the farms we buy from. But to kind of piggyback off of that, so i've learned that sourcing coffee is just as important as roasting i can't buy a bad a bad coffee and make it taste good you know it, i have to start with a really good quality coffee and then roast it properly to really highlight those flavors and everything in the coffee so with with doing with that with colombia it's it's just it's been such a cool experience. And I think the next harvest, we're actually gonna have our logo on the bags, which is even cooler. Super pumped.
0: That's so sick.
3: Yeah, it's just like <laughs> one of those things, like it doesn't really matter for anything, but for me and Joe, it would be super rad to see our logo on a bag of coffee from Columbia, like on a burlap sack.
2: Yeah. We started yeah. Opening, you know, we just started with this cool cafe and now getting more in-depth to the sourcing and the farmers, like it's so important to know that stuff and to be aware of that stuff and have those relationships. And we're really excited to start expanding on that aspect of the coffee business now.
1: See, I think you guys are 100 percent right. That is something that's missing from the New England style coffee establishment, is that there's not a ton that really care about where the coffee's coming from you will find new England coffee literally anywhere or green mountain or any of that, like super high sourced, whatever. To me, it's crap. It just, it doesn't appeal to me. And it it shows in the roast. I I agree that you guys need to, or the industry needs to care about where this coffee is coming from and really needs to pay attention to the farmers. I learned, you know, a couple of years back as to how little these farmers are making on this coffee to these big guys. And like, pennies pennies for their harvest for their hard work and it kind of changed this idea of like i never want to pour half a cup of coffee down the drain because i'm like oh my god that's some farmer's hard work i, I gotta drink it putting it in my body i don't need it still going in yeah, it's like so that- it's
2: even like i hope that you know like we're buying the whole lot of this you know we, we have a picture of her like we've seen her you know and it's like if i gave her like a little peace of mind you know, for like just living expenses. Like I, I hope that, you know, it, that reflects, like, I hope that she has, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, I, don't know, like, like, so like, I she hope it sh- really has a direct impact. I hope that it really I'm sure it does, has, you know,
1: to know that she has a buyer for a whole lot. So all she has right. to do then is concentrate on growing the best damn coffee. She can, she doesn't have to worry about right. selling. Yeah. It.
2: Yeah. It's already
3: sold. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So every year she just has to do her job and she knows she's going to get paid regardless. Right. Especially that's super for cool. countries like that, it's, it's tough. It's hard enough because you know, they're, they don't have yeah. the means to come to, to America yeah, or awesome. wherever, whatever other country to try to sell their coffee to. So just being able to do that is, it, it kind of makes us feel a little bit better too about it.
0: As it yeah. should. I, like you were saying it, you know, you're, you're building these relationships. How cool is it though that like you have this relationship with this person in Columbia, but at the same time they have this relationship with these people in Connecticut. Like that's, yeah. that's like the craziest States. thing yeah. to think about yeah. on both ends.
2: Yeah. yeah she so knows rad. our names and she said, you know, like she wrote a little, like a little thing to us saying like, thankful to purgatory knowing that my coffee's being served there. And we were like, Whoa, that's awesome. That's <laughs> <Like,
0: laughs> so sick. Whoa,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: That's that's really I see I'm curious oh now God. if she wonders about the name. Because oh, I, I gotta I believe God. I gotta <laughs> believe people have yeah. have asked about the name.
2: Yeah, like, I was a little concerned about that for a second.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did she say anything?
2: No, no. But you know, I wonder if she read the name and was like, oh God, what is that?
1: A couple extra prayers. A couple
2: extra prayers for, extra <laughs> prayers for- <laughs>
1: So to like to dovetail off your point before about how you're tattooed in blue hair, blonde hair, like tell us a little bit more about why purgatory kind of that like like, why is there a giant cool looking skull behind you? And why is this, why does this work for coffee? Man,
2: we, we took a risk because the truth is this whole cafe, the purgatory, the kind of Halloween theme, the more like badass side of coffee, um, are, are just our general branding, the names of our drinks, the names of our blends. We took a risk because that is literally just pieces of both of our personalities put into building and in brand form <laughs> and we just really hoped that people would like it yeah we, we
3: just wanted to create a brand and like a place where we would want to go to and if we wanted like if we like felt like this is what we would do there had to be other people that felt the same but even even like going back further when we first opened I was still supposed to be at my other job like we put like a three year like limit for me to be working full time and just doing this part time like help out. Like this was to kind of almost be like a hobby for her and like a hobby for me. Well, um, it just blew up. I mean, it, it about three months in, six months in, I had to quit. Yeah. Um, I was working now, open to like, close
2: seven days a week, and I finally was like, I can't, I can't oh,
3: do it. <laughs> yeah, I was still doing my five day, four days. I was still getting forty hours, and then I'd work weekends it was a lot in the beginning. Yeah. But it, it was, it's worth it. I mean, and we kind of found like a formula that works for us, um, you know, in terms of marketing and branding
2: and working with
3: other businesses, we do a lot of pop-ups, um, allow people to, eat, cause we have such a huge space and, you know, in both locations, you know, in the cafe is tiny, but there's a big, um, like common area that we're able to use. So we just have other businesses come in sell what they make. Um, Because we're all about, like, spreading the wealth and, like, supporting each other. And that's super important. But even from the beginning, all our pastries are locally sourced. You know, they're made from, like, a bakery down the street. Again, Um,
2: avoiding that, like, kind of cold atmosphere. Yeah, we we want want it welcoming. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, and even still, we have people do pop-ups. They're all expecting to pay for, like, the space. Because I guess most places charge to, like, use space. We don't ask for a penny because That's it helps us it helps yeah. them like it gives people another reason just to come and check it out and like we're not greedy people we just want to you know we want to i want to roast coffee i want to have fun and like you know i don't want to work a 9 to 5 and punch a clock and not be able to see daylight 6 months out of the year
2: another huge <laughs> motivating factor for us dropping everything we were doing and opening this we were so miserable miserable at our jobs and this has just been we feel so grateful and so blessed and happy to be here and doing this together that we literally just want to spread that to other people.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of the point that I was getting to like, yeah, it's, it looks like a coffee shop that's somewhere between a skateboard shop and a tattoo parlor, but just because it looks that way, doesn't mean it feels that way on the inside. And looks might be deceiving because it's one of the most warm spots I've ever had the pleasure of stepping into I'm sure the listeners can hear the children in the background like this is clearly a family-centered
0: place our
2: customers are just walking by and saying hi and talking to us like, oh, yeah, hello we're busy sorry and, but that's exactly I keep, it.
0: I keep seeing you like throw like nod like the guy the guy that's just so far by the
3: funniest story his, his name is Bill Duda believe it or not I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Uncle. Like, is that Travis's like uncle or
2: something? I, know, we were like, like,
1: <laughs> I wish. I don't know very many of the Dudes sides, but he must be cool because dude is oh, he's a great that guy. He's, yeah. Great guy.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. So,
1: so that's super cool. I, Go ahead, Ricky.
0: I gotta know. Okay, like maybe like two months ago, I'm scrolling through Instagram stories and I see the the Menzingers, one of my favorite bands of all time, and I see like they posted a bag of your coffee. And I think I like yeah. screenshot it and text Travis, and I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, what is going on? <laughs> How did that happen?"
2: <laughs> so our uh, one of our OG baristas, Jared, who is a musician, Jared Nathric. Um
0: You can check him out on yeah, uh, he's on spot on platforms. all the
2: platforms. <laughs> Go check him out. Uh, no, he's he's great, and he um, he is also a skater. He loves our theme. Um, you yeah. know, he. He, uh, he has a full-time job It's a part-time gig for him but you know I think he's here because he just you know he, he loves it here so he uh he tries to find his own unique ways of um helping us out um so he's a menzingers fan he is a chris Carabba fan a uh, Brian Fallon fan so he he said can I just send some some pounds of coffee to some people and I said yeah why not what's it gonna who's gonna say you know what's gonna hurt and then all of a sudden <laughs> the men singers are posting it chris karam is posting it less than that's Jake so sick contacting oh, yeah. us, and we were like oh wow okay so uh so we just kind of let jared do his thing and you know we thought he would just maybe get like a quick little thing back but no all of a sudden all these bands are posting about us and it was like very yes. unexpected but very cool yeah
3: there may be <laughs> Some collaborations in the works with some of those. Yeah, yeah.
1: I I did see something about a less than Jake. Oh no, even
2: aside more than that. Aside (sighs) from that, uh, we have a couple other collaborations (laughs) that are (laughs) like nothing nothing (laughs) set in stone, but we're working on a couple. Um yeah, so um less than Jake. That's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, the saxophone player, Jr., who's yeah. the nicest guy I've ever met. Um, he just happened to come into the cafe one time, and again, I'm working seven days a week, open to close. I'm pretty tired and just going through the motions. And uh, you know, he came in. We just started talking. We had just gotten cold brew growlers in with our logo on them, and he's just talking to me about how he likes cold brew. He buys a growler. I'm like, oh, this is the first, my first growler sale. You're the first one. Like this is great. And he's like, yeah, you know, I, talking about different coffee shops in the area and he's that he likes to visit when he's not on tour. So of course I said, what, (laughs) you know? So uh, I said, Oh, what do you do? He just goes, Oh, I play saxophone in less than Jake. And I, literally choked on my guts and i i like i've been listening to less than jake since i was in middle school
3: she texted me i thought someone died i
2: i really had (laughs) i I kept it i really kept it together in front of him but i was dying inside you know uh so we just got to talking and um you know he would just come in every once in a while and it was kind of high thing and then one day uh he emailed us and said uh you know how would you guys feel about doing a collaboration with less than jake and i think i literally answered his email back with oh fuck yes like <laughs> <after doing laughs> that's this, what like you like answer I, that email I'm with done. yeah like, that's the
0: up? only proper response <laughs> yeah.
2: <to that> <laughs> uh, so yeah it started out with a pre-sale christmas blend um and then he came in a couple weeks ago and said like they sold way more than they ever expected to sell can you do a spring blend uh, yes, the fuck we can. <laughs> Let's go. So, uh, now we're doing the spring blend and we're even, um, there might be even some canned less than Jake cold brew coming. It's a possibility we're, yeah. we're working on for the summer. Yeah. So it's been, uh, that's a good so good sick. Partnership. That's kind of- um, yeah, he's just yeah. been incredibly kind to us. Uh, yeah, he's, he's met our son Jackson. <laughs> he's, he's really like, he's been incredibly kind to us. It's been, such a pleasure knowing him <laughs> oh, he's a
3: great guy yeah. yeah super down to earth and just loves loves coffee he's yeah. just you know and good coffee too and it's funny whenever they ask me to do like these blends i'm like you know, the first time i was kind of like i was kind of shit myself i was like jesus christ i need to come up with a good coffee that less than jake is gonna like <laughs> so I, I was shit myself a little bit and like the first blend i put together he, the, him and their um merchandising manager came to to like try it and I hadn't even tried it yet I was like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna blind eye it and just her blind taste and just see
2: we're all in this together shot in the dark
3: boys like we're all there and they were just tasting it It he's just like damn this tastes like Christmas morning I was like hell yeah nailed it (laughs) <laughs> and then when he came back for the spring to taste the spring blend, which I think that pre ended yesterday. Yeah, yesterday was uh, the last
2: day to buy.
3: He came down again, and I winged it again. I was like, you know, let's just see what happens. And he, just, he took his first sip, and he's like, "Huh, this tastes like a crisp spring morning." I was like, "Fuck yeah, two for two <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love how you're it's so really good tough. at you're so good at roasting. You're able to like put seasonal flavors together that I, I'm not even I'm not sure what a like crisp spring morning tastes like but hearing those words I'm like oh shit I kind of can taste it yeah yeah
2: it has floral a hint of kind of um citrus it's bright and then it has like a graham cracker sweetness to it it literally is just like spring in a cup yeah
3: it's really good sounds that delightful
0: sounds Lovely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so sick. I love hearing stuff like that. I mean, like, putting aside the fact that West Jake is a band that completely changed my life. Um, <laughs> that's still <laughs> so rad the way that that, that like all came to introduction together.
2: to Ska. Like, that's wild. <laughs>
0: yeah. Same. I mean, the Boss tones are probably my introduction, but like, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure JR plays with the Boss tones too sometimes. For their like holiday, uh, yeah, show.
2: possibly because they had um, trombone, their trombone player was at the last show we were at. Um, really, yeah, the yeah, right. so I'm sure that they kind of probably all hang out and dance together. Yeah, <laughs>
0: so sick, but yeah, just that's so that's amazing. I love hearing that type of stuff, like just a chance meeting. Like, luckily, you like to talk to people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When, uh, before
1: COVID hit, were you guys doing live performances in the coffee shop? Like, did you have any acoustic people playing?
2: Yeah, we had, um, we had acoustic shows. We did art, uh, art gallery openings, um,
3: comedy shows, comedy shows, all like after hour type stuff Yeah, on like weekends. We would do it just, just for like, you know, more exposure. And we had the space and we were still not as tired as we are now. Yeah, um, this was
2: pre, um, Free, free child. Oh, I was going to say, you guys now <laughs> yeah. have
3: Jackson and- Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we, we, did, we did like an au- autism night Where this this company comes out And they set up like, I mean they must have had Two dozen screens set up Just for kids with autism to come And, and play video games and like kind of socialize With other people with autism No
0: uh, way so so, sick. It,
3: was, it was so cool but it was on the hottest Day of the year And <laughs> our AC was cranking We had all the fans on it and Plus you throw like Another 80 people into the building. Like, yeah, it's big, but man, 80 people on the hottest day, door opening and closing. Like right at the end, the breaker the breaker flipped, and uh we lost power. Um, but luckily it was like right at the end. So they're like, I, I got everything fired back up. They were like, all right, you know, this is a good time to kind of like call it quits. But the kids had a blast, man. It was such a rad thing yeah. to see. Like,
2: and they thought the the whole like cafe was so cool and they wanted to like know about the yeah you know the espresso machine and the roaster it was such a good time yeah, just
3: talking to kids that like you know you probably don't get a chance a lot of times to like ask questions and talk to people we're just the most open people like we you know she said we love to talk and, and being able to do that felt really good you know and seeing the smiles on these kids faces man it, it was great
0: that's so cool yeah.
3: Even, yeah, like, going beyond the coffee. Like, a lot of these kids didn't even drink coffee, but, like, you know, we are making hot chocolates or, or you know. Uh, sparkling, even, sparkling lemonades. lemonades like, <laughs> like, and they all loved it. So. Just, yeah, it was cool. We, we tried to do, and, and honestly, I don't even think, aside from that, we just, we did it for, you know, them. We didn't really even get anything out of it. It was just a good feeling for us to be. Able that's to do what that.
1: you got out of it, and yeah. it, that's enough a reason to do it. You can't like the price on that. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, I'm. I'm a big fan of the saying that like if you get money, don't big, don't build bigger walls, build a longer table, and that's exactly the type of attitude you guys are approaching this business with, and that just makes sense because yeah, you may not have gotten anything in that night, but I'm sure you created an amazing experience for all those kids of those 80 people, you got to believe it resonated with some of them and they've, you've seen them back. You must've. Yeah.
2: People still talk about it and it just feels good to be, um, have the platform to help other, um, small businesses or causes like that. And, and, you know, having the, um, ability to just be a space and be
3: available um, <laughs> Yeah, And we tell all our employees too, like a lot of them have bigger ambitions, obviously, than just being a barista. A lot of them, you know, they want to open their own cafe one day and we've always said from the start, like, listen, if you are ready for that step and you, you want to do your own cafe, like we are more than willing to help you along the way, guide you in the right places, get you in contact with the people you need to be in contact with to make that dream come true. Like, because no one helped us, you know, we had zero capital when we started. We we just we winged it basically. Sweat equity
1: and yeah, you know, oh yeah.
3: So we, you know, we kind of want to pay that back and um, you know we're not we're not sitting on a on a pile of coins or anything ourselves, but we want to be able to, you know, just help out.
0: That's so rad. I love that. But that, that entire mindset, like you I mean, a lot of places I feel like if you work there. Not, I mean, I know Starbucks is a completely different world, but from working at Starbucks, if I was ever to be like, I want to open my own cafe, I feel like I'd be met with a like, you can't use our recipes. You're not allowed to talk about anything. Like,
2: yeah. and
0: I know that, I mean, we're talking completely different worlds, but it's just so rad that you guys have the absolute opposite mindset. You're down to just like, even if all you can give these people is knowledge of what to do or a single contact. like That's such a huge thing.
2: Yeah. yeah we, we just want done- everyone to win. We yeah we got um, treated yeah. badly by enough other coffee shops when we were opening that we don't want to ever make anyone else feel that way. Um, I think we weren't taken seriously because we have kind of a sillier outlook and attitude on things. Um, you know, not that we are serious about our product, and of course we care, but we just have more of a carefree attitude, and our brand is different. And I think so a lot of people didn't like that which of course we expected but um you know we we didn't want to pass on that negativity um you know we've yeah. almost gotten we almost got kicked out of a cafe for taking photos in there because they knew who we were. And it was just to post on our social media and say like, hey, visiting this place, which we do with uh, with other local places. We, you know, we're somewhere in town eating dinner or having drinks or, or going out for coffee. I put it on purgatory social media just to, I don't know, why not, right? it's a community. That we're going. Um, and I almost got kicked out of somewhere. So uh, I don't That's know amazing. if anyone else feel like that.
1: That's somebody wow. that doesn't understand oh, the, the greater oh, picture and that uh, yeah. people mm-hmm. go to more than one place. Like, there's no shortage of places to buy coffee.
2: Right. Oh, there's oh, yeah. more than enough coffee for all of us. People to yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. And that's. <laughs> just, <laughs> someone else, like, I was like, there's three and a half million people in Connecticut alone. Like, more than enough people to drink <laughs> coffee. Yeah. It's fine.
1: <laughs> but it's also a culture. It's a culture that understands that they're searching for the best cup yeah. that they can get in their perimeter. It's much yeah. like craft beer in that way. Hmm. And tons of people in the craft beer world will show each other what they're drinking and try these other brews for that same idea that this is all an industry this is all community and we want to try everybody's offerings that's so shitty of them to even consider that you were doing something nefarious like if anything you were giving them free advertising stupid idiots yeah
2: Yeah, we just i i got more of a tougher skin about it and i just kind of said well we're making our own community here it's fine you know like
1: yeah Yeah. Hell yeah, fuck them (laughs) But that's exactly it Like I could see how people would pigeonhole you Yeah, you have skateboards on the wall Yeah, you have punk music playing You know, they look like a couple of degenerates But (laughs) The product shines true And like the attitude shines true And you're now hooking up with So what reminded us to kind of talk to you guys Was that you hooked up with our friend Pig Out uh, Mandy from Pig Out And had her down there making um, pop tarts and stuff. And that was super cool. And oh, yeah. I think it's so rad that you guys are still finding new opportunities for, you know, small businesses, these pop up businesses, and providing these options for people. Do you yeah,
2: have anything we, um, else? Go ahead. Oh, no. That's, hold on. The coffee grinder's going in the background. So hold on one second because it's like really hard to hear you.
0: It's interesting having you. So last week we interviewed our friend Nick um who runs this burger and whiskey bar and he did his zoom call with us from the bar yeah and like it's cool that you guys are like at the coffee shop and there's life happening around you because for like a year now almost everybody we've interviewed has been sitting in their living room and like yeah. it's just so yeah. different from it, it kind of like makes it feel normal like having oh,
2: things yeah. happening
0: around you it's very will
2: never be those owners that aren't here you yeah. know like, before covid um Um, you know, if Jackson's in daycare, we were just here sitting at our our own bar having coffee because we like being here. Like I said, we wanted to create a place that we wanted to hang out. Well, we do. We hang out here all the time. So uh, yeah, you'll always find us here. I (laughs) think
1: that's really cool too. That's very approachable. Like I know you guys have that back table set up just to do some of your work, but most of the time you guys are set up at the bar or at a table and anybody could come up and talk to you.
2: Awesome. Yeah. And that's, man, I, I can't wait for kind of restrictions to lift. Cause I, I miss customers sitting at the bar. It was just cool, you know, and they'd be all there, you know, we don't serve alcohol, but there's everybody lined up when, you know, back when you could bring your own mug and it was like, Oh, yeah. oh pat me off. Like, you know, and they're just, I have, we have skateboarding videos playing on the TV and just the bar lined with people drinking coffee. It was so cool, man. I miss that.
1: That's so sick. <laughs> yeah, your buddy the skeleton's being lonely. I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> is he still dressed up every day? Does he still hang out? Yeah, at the he's got his yeah. St.
2: Patrick's gear on right now. Yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's, it
3: sticks in Middletown and yeah. Southington. We've got. We did a uh, like a poll and voting for the name of the Southington skeleton, and the name that won because we let you know we let the customers name him and vote on it, um, and he's Bony Hawk.
1: Yep. Boney
2: Hawk. <laughs> yeah. That's a great so name. Sick. <laughs> I'm
1: glad you didn't get Skeleton McSkeleton face.
2: <laughs>
1: Boney Hawk is wonderful.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we made a t-shirt. I we cannot wait to come visit skateboard. this place.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was that, Joe?
3: Oh, I said no. We, we made a t shirt too that had a skeleton on a skateboard too. And that's like the Boney Hawk tee.
0: <laughs> so sick
1: hell yeah we don't get sued but
2: yeah
1: i I can't imagine you will just just give tony some coffee he'll be happy
2: yeah Yeah.
3: (laughs) right on the end of the the last name
1: (laughs) (laughs) um so leading into the springtime i know things are kind of getting lightened up do you guys have any major plans anything you're willing to talk about anything people can expect
2: yeah so i just um kind of reached out on instagram for any um local artists and vendors that wanted to set up so um starting this weekend we have a vendor um one day in Middletown one day in Southington every weekend right now until the end of June Um, so then pretty soon I'll be opening up into um you know the summer and then again into the fall Um, so we have some really really cool um very um popular um Very popular uh, pottery company, Forbidden Forest Art. Check them out on Instagram. They make uh, very on brand uh, pottery for us. I have some very cool skull mugs from them. So they'll be setting up, um, yeah, a bunch of different really cool artists. Um, So that's uh, every weekend. And then if anyone else is interested, just uh, shoot us an email at purgatoryroasters at gmail.com and we can uh, set you up with another weekend in the summer or the fall. I'm also going to be starting to hopefully book some, um, you know, acoustic artists, uh, you know, And um, we also have uh, new neighbors next door. We have a meadery called Bergen House next door. So they'll also be having events. And we have kind of a shared outdoor deck area in Middletown um, that'll be really nice once the weather starts warming up. Um, And in Factory Square in Southington, there's a bunch of really great businesses in that building as well. Um, Gamecraft Arcade Bar, um, there's axe throwing. So what's really cool about both of our locations is all the other businesses in both of our buildings are, it's worth the trip if you're not from the area, you know? Um, They're
1: complimentary. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, there's so much cool stuff to do in Middletown and Southington. Um, so, yeah, we have a bunch of pop-ups coming up. Um, you know, the Less Than Jake collab is going to be coming out soon. And... Uh,
3: well, that, yeah, that pre-sale's over.
2: Oh, yeah. Sorry, that pre sale. Sorry, suckers. Over. You missed
1: it. <laughs> Pay attention.
3: Well, there, we, we might be doing a limited release afterwards in the cafe only, possibly... I'm not sure um, yet. we'll post about it on social media
1: if so people up. should go to purgatoryroasters.com make sure that they're right. keeping an eye on Thanks that
3: on facebook yeah,
2: yeah. We'll, we'll definitely so every pop-up we have for the uh, weekend i'll post about it so you're definitely worth checking
3: out yeah we just picked up uh a maple bourbon barrel from litchfield distillery um so we are going to be i'm still working out with logistics on packaging but i think i have it nailed down pretty solid we're going to be releasing a maple bourbon aged coffee Dude, it's it's lovely I mean, yeah i'm excited for it yeah um, they're gonna be
2: in glass jars like very limited and cool oh yeah, bougie
3: so i like it like maybe That's 100 dope. jars 112 ounce jars uh,
1: collectors i dig it
3: yeah it'll have like i think if, if it, all, it all goes well it's going to be like a amber mason jar with our logo laser etched into it. As long as I can figure out everything, I'm just waiting on a couple emails,
0: but a little sneak peek.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you guys are used to hearing it,
0: so. Yeah. I we got exclusives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well,
1: Ricky doesn't know it yet, but I'm planning on kidnapping him one day this summer, and we're going to go down and visit Rockwell because there's Fox Farm. But we're also going to drive down to Middletown and check out the coffee shop too because uh, yeah. we Can't have wait. to. Yeah, still. We'll
0: make sure we're
2: here. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys know what we're coming down uh,
1: For people that want to go, so it's purgatoryroasters dot com. Purgatory Roasters on Instagram. And was there something that people should know about about the website? Something about a discount? Oh, we do sh-
2: oh uh, yeah. So that uh, Travis Dudo maybe had something to do with that yeah. website? Or, yeah.
1: Oh, oh I, I wasn't like that. Oh, I wasn't trying to look for a plug. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, I was talking about the, the code for the listeners.
2: Oh, right. yeah. So, yeah, we
3: do ship online um, all our coffee and code to get 15% off your entire purchase. Seltzer. Um, nice. Starting yeah. out as soon as this airs, it'll be ready to go. <laughs> we do ship out pretty often, I think. Almost daily or every other day, depending on when USPS decides to show up. So we get it out.
1: <laughs> I've been the benefactor of some of this mail order' coffee, and it's tasty. It shows up well within its time, and it's it's always drank very quickly. It never lasts very long in this household. Um, so that's awesome, guys. So that just if you didn't miss that, if you missed that, our listeners can use the word seltzer use the discount code (laughs) seltzer when ordering purgatory get 15 percent off your order which is super rad of you guys yeah um yeah (laughs) sorry uh (laughs) i think that's probably gonna do us uh anything else we should touch on anything else we should bring up no
2: i don't know know. no i don't
1: think so well this has been great Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah People should go check you guys out. Go take a day trip now that the weather's turning. And uh, thank you very much for what you guys are doing for the community.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Tired
0: but <laughs> stoked to do it.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I absolutely know that feeling. Welcome back, everybody. Um, well, that was super fun. We have been talking about having um, Purgatory on the podcast probably since we started the podcast. I feel like this year we're really starting to get into that. Like, you know, we made this dream list of guests when we first sat down and we were getting pretty close, I think, to knocking it off, even though we add new ones like daily. But yeah, that was when that was a long time coming. Um, it was fantastic. I can't wait to go and check out both cafes. It sounds oh, yeah. like a place that I need to be. We're going to connect I mean, you this summer for a Connecticut trip. I'm so down. So down, and I also love like I mean I was very excited to talk about the like the Menzingers thing, and I didn't even know about the Less Jake thing, and that was like such a cool, such a cool story how they empowered one of their baristas like oh yeah cool send them whatever you want whatever and then you know things have happened from that like that's I love hearing about that and then the Less Than Jake thing is incredible that's one of my favorite bands ever
1: so. yeah big fan of those two um like i said i've been friends with johanna longer than i've been friends with joey but it was a special time when the two of them found each other they definitely like connected on the level that couples are supposed to connect and like it was it was fun watching this kind of bloom and blossom and like i talked to them in early days of them talking about this coffee shop and it was also at the same time as i was doing my uh food venture so we got to share a lot in that and then i've helped them do some of their website stuff um, but just to see how quickly they've been able to build on that success and then provide more opportunity just by, by building this atmosphere, um, just supportive and friendly. And it's, it's awesome. And it's kind of unexpected because you walk in, you're like skulls and black and skateboards and punk music. And these people are going to make fun of my coffee order. Nope. They're going to get stoked that you're there and smile and help that you have a fantastic day.
0: Yeah, I mean, now that I've, I mean, from working at Starbucks until, until now you start to see like, I mean, that's kind of the mentality, I guess. is like, Oh man, if I like good coffee, then I have to be this like white collar fucking person, which is not the case at all. The people, the smartest people that I personally know about coffee all roll in that scene. Like, <laughs> so it's, and I mean the coffee that I drink, most of those coffee companies are started by people in that scene. like even places I've heard of in other parts of the country. So it's just pretty, pretty cool yeah. into it. I love the fact that coffee has become bigger than the, what it used to be.
1: It's dope. Again, like cannabis, like this beer, like it's another one of these craft industries that I'm super pumped on and it just, I could see it growing more. And yeah. it's a very American dude. Coffee shops are where the American revolution was first like decided on. And so at dumb. one point they didn't want coffee shops because it, uh, kept people lucid and helped promote uh radical ideas
0: so it's like yeah well about it so american anyway but i love how it's like a coffee shop is super american but coffee is not at all no exactly
1: (laughs) exactly the coffee itself is not from here
0: not even close do you know like have
1: you ever read the story of where they think coffee was invented no so uh, a guy I used to work for at the civil engineering company went to Afghanistan. I want to say it was Afghanistan. And he bought this tapestry. It was either Afghanistan or Ethiopia. I might be fucking this up. Regardless, he bought this tapestry. I don't remember the exact location. But in the tapestry, the story goes that these goats went and ate of the coffee bush and then danced around with all this extra energy. And the, the herder, the shepherd, was like, what is this about? Broke it up, grounded it into drink. And that's how they discovered coffee.
0: That's amazing. That's how we got those goats on the internet that run and like do like parkour off for of each other and do flips. It's coffee. It's so good. I don't know if that's true, but I'm going with it. Fuck okay, it, whatever. Works for me. <laughs> Get stoked. Yeah. Oh, also, before we forget, because we totally forgot, um, because we interviewed Purgatory, they are giving you guys a 15% discount when you use the code SELTZER at checkout. So do that. Drink coffee. That doesn't suck.
1: Yeah, go to PurgatoryRoasters.com, Grab yourself some freshly roasted coffee, and they'll mail it to you. I think they ship it out a couple times a week. And use the terms i uh, use the code word SELTZER and get some get some goodies. Yeah,
0: cheaper. who knew SELTZER could get you coffee? Right? Like that's like my dream.
1: Hit us with that good, good Rockwell. <laughs> <sighs> all right stogan and a poken uh my poke and stoke are actually connected because uh much like my phone is connected not stupid anyway i've been getting a lot of scam calls like the spam oh, yeah. risks calls we all have
0: yeah i also get the season of, every day right?
1: i also get a bunch of emails which a bunch of crap emails i also get requests people fill out my form on hunchbackgraphics.com and request for projects and ask if we accept credit cards as payment. It's all super sketchy. It's all super, super sketchy. So I started doing a little bit of research on this stuff a little while back. Um, Just this past week, one of my favorite YouTubers, uh, engineer turned YouTuber named Mark Rober, um, best known for his glitter bomb that he puts out around Christmas time. It's a package that he's put four phones in and a glitter thing on top. And he, it's it's left out for Porch Pirates. And the Porch Pirates open it up and it's uh, Kevin McAllister from Home Alone like taunting them inside. And the glitter is this extra fine glitter and it has fart spray and it's all robotic. And then they film. They film people while they open this thing. So they have footage of people that have opened this.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yes. Oh, it's brilliant. He's done it three years in a row. Well, Mach 3 has led him to open up into getting scam uh, payback on scammers and he's teamed up two other youtubers dude so sarah fell asleep on saturday night and i went down a goddamn rabbit hole of scammer payback which is this kid pierogi who um uses a voice changer and harasses uh scammers and like messes with people and then this other dude who goes by jim browning Brilliant fucking people. Jim Browning figured out a way to tap into the scammers headquarters. And he has four videos, plus this documentary that the BBC did on how he had CCTV footage of the scammers in action.
0: That's amazing.
1: This dude. So it's always and not always, but it tends to be a lot of older people that get scammed out of thousands upon thousands of dollars. So. What this dude has been able to do is stop people mid scam and like protect this money. Now they're figuring out ways to send this glitter bomb package to the scammers to cover them.
0: Ooh.
1: It's just, it, I'm into it. it. it is wonderful.
0: What um, was, what's the kid's name? What was the original?
1: Uh, uh, Mark Rober. Oh, okay. Mark Rober used to work for NASA. Uh, Okay. he's he's brilliant he did a squirrel to- parkour thing in his backyard
0: that's dope i what was listening saying? to a podcast a couple weeks ago with uh this kid who was a engineer who became a youtuber it's somebody totally different but I, when you first said it, i was like oh was is it the same kid different person
1: they're probably friends though i mean they're josh richards
0: richardson something like that i feel like i know that name too oh.
1: anyway um This stuff is super, super interesting. This pierogi kid from scammer payback, he has figured out ways. So like they set up a fake desktop, which they connect to. They try to like set up the connection, try to get to his files, but there's no actual files because it's a fake computer. In the meantime, he's now back ended that connection and gets into their machine and deletes tens of thousands of their files of their personal picture files of like just wipes their computer clean. That's amazing. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible to watch. It's just, it's technically legal, but what they're doing is illegal. So it's, it's awesome. I'm both
0: stoked and poked about it. Check it out people. I'm both stoked and poked about it. (laughs) What do you got for him? (laughs) That's lovely. All right. uh, So my poke this week is the fact that I genuinely can't seem to finish any projects I have going on. Um, across the board, whether it's like, I got my, did my taxes. I dropped those off. And, and then like two weeks went by, I didn't receive anything or a phone call or anything. So I called like the tax guy that I go to and I was like, Hey, like, what's up, man. <laughs> um, and it's because like, I, last year they obviously I was on like unemployment for a little while during COVID lockdown. And so they like filed my taxes, but then they have to refile them because of the new bill that passed where they're like doing stuff. I don't know, it's whatever. But yeah, so like that's still going on. I've got a bunch of other things happening that are like 80% done-ish. Um, and then yesterday I was like, Oh, it's super nice out. I'm gonna put together um shout-out Caitlin and John. They got us this fire pit when we first moved into our house, but we didn't need it at the time. Um, Naomi's brother's fire pit was here. Still, so we were like kind of using that for a minute, but uh, so so I was gonna put it together yesterday to like you know have people over and have fires and like tis the season for that, and I got like halfway through it and I was like oh, the sun's going down. I had other things that I had to do, and I was also just my patience were done. I don't I don't I don't have a lot of patience for like little things like little screws and shit like that. So. <laughs> So like, if things start to go off the the tracks, I tend to, to get pretty, pretty frustrated, like pretty quickly. And I would like sit, let's like, set back a little bit, like get a seltzer, get a beer. I was like rotating between smart. And then it finally just got to to the point where I was like, I'm done. If I don't get this in the next two minutes, I'm going to send it flying all over the yard. Nobody has time for that. I don't need to do that to myself or anybody so i walked away from it i'm going to finish it after this phone call or after the zoom so yeah i don't know i'm just like i would just like to get one thing done maybe like F- completing one project would be really lovely for my uh mental, mental health my mental well-being would be vastly improved um We're yeah, in so our thoughts and prayers Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I'm sure I'll post about it at some point somewhere. Um, my stoke is, so I'm trying, I'm really excited about the fact that the weather is getting nice and I'll be able to like be outside more and like be at the, be by the pool and doing all these things. I started putting together these playlists like I always do, but I'm like really kind of dialed in on three of them. And one of them I started last year, but I literally haven't listened to it. I just threw it together and I never touched it until yesterday. It's on Spotify. It's called Dirty Pool Party for no reason at all. I just like, and it's all this, like, like the good classic rock. Like there's like some Tom Petty songs, but it's only Tom Petty songs I like. So there's like a couple hits, but it's like blah, blah, blah. Like the the deeper. the the deeper cuts. I've got some there's this Elton John era that's pre super celebrity Elton John that is like so good and raw and just fucking great. There's a bunch of that in there. So yeah, I was just in this like real good, real good mood yesterday listening to uh to Dirty Pool Party. That's lovely. It just makes me wanna like I don't know, I just feel like I'm like getting stuff done. The James Gang, which is like Joe Walsh from the Eagles. Before he was in the Eagles, he was in the James Gang, and they only—I think they put out like two records, but they had three huge songs off of those, and they're—they're they're so good, and it's just like—I don't know, everything's like mm. that's the—the <laughs> the only noise you can make every time anyone. Mm, mm. This is sick. So yeah, mm, let talk about mm, mm. exactly. Yeah, I was in a real good, uh, real good, real good rock and roll headspace yesterday, while I oh, was yeah. getting nothing completed. So yeah, today Right I'm up until up, the phone died. Right up, to, dude. The phone literally died like mid-song, and I was like, okay, cool. Well, on that note, we're gonna stop what we're doing because now I can't focus and I'm mad. And that was the end of my fire pit extravaganza. But today I'm gonna finish it. It's gonna be beautiful. That's it.
1: All right. Well, if that's not a sign that we should probably wrap this up so Ricky can go conquer his life <laughs>
2: mm.
1: uh thank you so much for listening you guys are awesome as always check us out at seltzertime.com find me at hunchback travis or at hustle and work
0: yeah um yeah i do that definitely um I, by the way the new designs look lovely much um, appreciated
1: there's also a bunch of merchandise designs up on seltzertime.com if people are oh, interested oh no Oh, no. help support us guys oh. you know with your help we can push this mission farther and uh we're just trying to do it for the people
0: yeah also you just look so good the it's flyest fact not opinion um yeah you guys can find me at dick chuck 77 every platform you can find me doing things at salter time official every platform uh I'm re-inspired to play on TikTok more based off yeah. of our conversation earlier today. So, get ready for week. those. So Sorry, here next hard. week.
1: Yeah, so don't forget to use that code guys and thanks again for listening.
0: Bye.